Welcome to the Foundations Church Podcast, where we exist to make Jesus famous. We hope this message is life-giving, encouraging, and challenges you in your walk with Christ. Today we're in our series, How To, right? How To dot dot dot. It's a relationship series, and last week we talked about how to establish who's in charge. Next week we're going to be talking about how to have an affair. Um, we're going to be talking about if you do these things, you are well on your way to having an affair. And some of you are like, well, that's interesting, right? We're trying to, to, to kind of move, move things. Um, and so... Today, I want to talk to you about how to avoid psychos and divas, how to avoid psychos and divas. And if you're here today and you are married, this message is for you. If you're here today, some of you, it may be too late, but it's still for you. Um, Some of you, if you're engaged, if you're dating, this message is for you. If you are single in this place, this message is for you. For you, to every parent that has parents of teenagers, man, I would make your kids sit there and watch this message um, because it is for them. And hear me today, I'm going to be speaking to you as your pastor who wants everything for you. Some of the things I'm going to say may sound harsh and mean, but hear me. Man, I love you, and because I love you so much, I'm willing to say the hard thing that's the true thing. Right? Like, I I care more about you than your feelings today. So, I would rather you live life out in a better way than to not hurt your feelings and you live it out in a foolish way. But I'm also going to be speaking as a dad of two teenage daughters who I really, and, and they do this pretty well, but I hope that, man, they can listen and apply this. So, so here, my heart today is as a pastor, as a husband, and as a dad, how to avoid psychos and divas. I was going to read this story. I'll give you the JG version of it, right? Um, but I, I, there was a man in India in 2020, May of 2020, um, he was married to this rich girl. He got a great dowry, got $20,000 and a brand new car, but he couldn't stand the woman, right? Um, he didn't like his wife. I don't know if his wife liked him. And so he thought it would be a good idea to throw a, a viper in the bathroom while she was getting ready. It bit the lady. She got terribly, terribly sick. She was recovering for two months, but she didn't die. Husband still hates the wife. Um, she doesn't know that he threw a viper in there to bite her. Um, it didn't take. So what do you do when that doesn't happen? Apparently in India, you go get a cobra from a snake charmer. That's what he, true story. I can share this with you later, but true story. He goes and gets a a cobra and throws it in the bed with her. It bites her, kills her. He's like, that did it, right? And he's charged with like murder, you think, right? Um, and, And it comes out that this isn't a rare occurrence, that death by snake bite is a, like a, like growing trend in India. India. I'm never going to India. I'm just telling you. Bernie, I know your daughter's a missionary. You know, I'm just, nah, no, 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 no. So here's what I'm going to tell you. We want to avoid that. That your husband or your wife doesn't throw a cobra in bed with you and kill you. That's the goal of today's message. So if that doesn't happen, we've succeeded, right? So how do you avoid psychos and divas? And today our text is going to be the story of Samson. 
the story of Samson. Um, because there's not a whole lot of dating that happens in the Bible, right? Most of it, it was arranged marriages. How many of you are glad your parents didn't get to pick who you married? Me. Um, my wife would have had short hair that was frosted. Um, that would not have been good. Um, so there would have just been my mom picking too. Um, and, and here's the goal today, that you would avoid psychos and divas, but you would be the person God's called you to be. Right? That you wouldn't be the psycho and that you wouldn't be the diva, the high-maintenance person in the relationship. So married people, listen up and lean in. Engaged people, here's what I would tell you. If you're engaged in this place, it's still not too late to make a change. No, listen, it's a lot less costly to end the engagement than it is to carry on the marriage. Right? Dating. But, but I, I'm... I've waited so long for this one person. No, 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 no. Like, there will be others. No, there won't. There will. Um, and, and that we would avoid psychos and divas. I've got a, got a lot to get to. But Judges chapter 13, verse 24 through 25, talks about Samson. And it says this, when her son was born, she named him Samson. And the Lord blessed him as he grew up. And the spirit of the Lord began to stir in him while he lived in a city I can't pronounce, right? And so... The Spirit of the Lord began to stir him while he lived in a weird city. And here's what I would tell you. This, this scripture, this passage of scripture at the very beginning of Samson's life makes me sad. And the reason it makes me sad is because Samson had all the potential in the world, right? He had all of his future in front of him. And so many of us, man, God is doing something in you now. God is stirring in you. You are growing. You are living this life out. And man, everything's in front of you. And, and understand this, the first biggest decision you will ever make in your entire life is to make Jesus Christ the Lord and Savior of your life, right? That he is in control of you. That is number one. But hear me, your second most important decision you will make is who you choose to marry. It's true. Because man, you think, oh, I can overcome their deficiencies. Not for long. It's true. Oh, I, I can make, no, 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 no. And, and that's not the way God has intended it for you to live out your life. And, and here's what I would say about Samson. Samson lost his vision long before he lost his eyesight. Right? Samson lost his vision because he got distracted by things that should never have been an option in the first place. It wasn't Delilah that was his undoing. It's the habits and the compromises he made along the way that led him to Delilah. So I want us to understand three things, and I'm going to give you a warning. And I've got to get a lot, lot, lot to get to. So here's what I want you to understand. For all you dating, for all you engaged, for all you get it, right? You get what you inspect, not what you expect. You get what you inspect, not what you expect, right? If you want to have great finances, you get, what do we do? We check on our investments. We check on our retirement accounts. Some of you are like, oh, that's not so good lately, right? But you're still inspecting. Why? Because it's important to you. Because you value it. And you get, when it comes to relationships, what you inspect, not just what you expect out of it, Right? In Judges chapter 14, verse 1 through 3, it says this, One day when Samson was in Timnah, one of the Philistine women caught his eye. She was fine, right? That's what it means. Like, she's fine. 
When he returned home, he told his father and mother, a young Philistine woman in Timnah caught my eye, and I want to marry her. Get her for me. Her father, his father and mother objective, objected, isn't there even one woman in our tribe or among all the Israelites you could marry? We're going to come back to that in just a second. They asked, why must we go to the pagan Philistines to find a wife? But Samson told his father, get her for me. She looked good to me, right? Like, so I hear it going in my head. Right? And here's what I would tell you. Samson allowed his emotions and senses to run his life. And just because she looks good doesn't mean that she is good. Woo. Hey, he may be fine, but he's messed up. Right? She may be hot, but she's a hot mess. And you may like spending time with a hot mess on one day, but hear me, you don't want to do life with one. It's a big difference. And just because they look good doesn't mean they are good. Right? And, and, and Samson is allowing what he sees and what he feels to lead the way. Right? Because it feels good. Well, then it must be good. Well, I feel this, so it must be reality. For some of you married people, here's the thing that is driving me crazy, and I'm coming after you hard the next two weeks, married people, so buckle up, buttercup. I'm coming after you. I am tired of hearing, well, I just don't feel like I love you anymore. Man, grow up and let your love mature into choosing to love that person, not just feeling love for that person. There's a massive difference. At some point, you've got to stop allowing your emotions and senses to run the show. And this is where Samson is. She looks good to me. Get her for me. She looks good. Get her for me. But just because it looked good didn't mean that it was. When we were uh, very early married in 2000, we bought our, our first car in 2001. It was a 2000 Honda Accord. And Casey and I, we were poor. We're broke. We didn't have a lot of money. To spend on a car, and we had a friend of a family, right? This is how that story always goes. Oh, they got a great deal for you, Justin. So went with our friend of a family and looked at the car. The car on the outside, silver, looked great. I was like, man, this, this is awesome. You know, what? what's wrong with it? Nothing. It's great. Cool. So we bought it spot on, take it home, and then three months later, we find out that it has a salvage title because it was flooded, we had all kinds of problems with it. It never worked like it should have worked, right? Why? Because we didn't inspect what we We never looked under the hood. Even if I did, I wouldn't have figured anything out. I'd be like, well, that's what an engine looks like, right? I'd be like, okay, cool. I'm just being honest, right? But we really didn't dig into it anymore. And as a result, we got what, what we got. Right? We got what we picked. And, and here's what I would tell you. you. You get what you pick, so don't throw a fit. Right? When it comes to relationships, you don't get what you expect if you don't take time to inspect. And Casey and I made a crew, just a big mistake that we had to live with the problems of it forever because we didn't take time to inspect because it looked good on the outside, but there was all kinds of problems on the inside. And hear me today, when you just run your life on what you see, what you see isn't always what you get. When we let our emotions lead the way and our senses lead the way, it rarely turns out well for us. 
In fact, when we let our emotions and feelings decide and pick, we stop listening to people, don't we? Right? We stop listening to people that are telling what what Samson's parents say. Don't don't do that. She's that's not the one, right? And some of you, you but but she looks good and it feels good and it feels right, but people are telling you, man, that ain't right. And we become dismissive because we are allowing our emotions and our senses to lead the way instead of allowing God's wisdom and knowledge and inspecting to lead the way. So, so here's what I would say, subpoint to this, is time has to be your friend, not your enemy, when it comes to relationships. Time has to be your friend, not your enemy. One of my friends, Stephen Frank, gave this to me after first service. He said this, better a few less years with the right person than a few more years with the wrong person. Whew. Better, better a few less years with the right person than a few more years with the wrong person. And can I tell you, time when it comes to your relationships has to be your friend. But Justin, I'm an ORU student. I'm 21 years old. And if I don't have a ring by spring, we got a problem, right? Like I feel like this was like I, I feel like this was something I was owed, right? Well, Justin, I'm I'm 30 years old. And I'm, I'm, I'm 40 years old, and I'm in a relationship, and if this one ain't it, then, then I don't, because, because there's not a whole lot of options out there, Graves. Like, I, you must, it must be nice to be you, but, but it's, this is me, and, and, and time is, but when time becomes your enemy, wisdom does not become your friend. Because it takes time to get wisdom and understanding and knowledge about a person and a situation. And if you're going to let your life be lived by wisdom, knowledge, and understanding, you've got to allow time to be a part of the equation so that you can get wisdom, knowledge, and understanding. Proverbs 19, verse 2 through 3 says, Enthusiasm without knowledge is no good. Haste makes mistake. People ruin their lives by their own foolishness and then are angry at the Lord. That's so true when it comes to people's relationship. Well, I wish I would have known. Well, if you wouldn't have gotten married after a week of dating, you might have figured it out. Proverbs 4, 5 through 7, get wisdom, develop good judgment. Don't forget my words or turn away from them. Don't turn your back on wisdom for she will protect you. Love her and she will guard you. Getting wisdom is the wisest thing you can do. And whatever you do, develop good judgment. All that takes time. I love what Proverbs 31 says. We love the Proverbs about, I need a Proverbs 31 woman. Well, hear this. Charm and grace are deceptive and superficial beauty is vain. Here's here's what this is saying. When you get 100 years old, it don't matter how much stuff you have pumped into your face. You're either going to look scary or old when you hit 100, right? Like, you're going to look scary because you're like, I don't want to look 100. You're 100 years old. It's okay to look 100 years old. You made it. Look, Mom, how I made it, right? Like, you made it. It's okay. Beauty is vain, but a woman who fears the Lord, reverently worshiping, obeying, serving, and trusting him with all filled respect, shall be praised, right? That's what we're after today, is that they would be a true follower of the Lord. And if you are going to have that happen, then you're going to have to go slow and get to know. Right? When it comes to your relationships, go slow and get to know. Have an argument with them. Yeah, start it. I dare you. I'm not going to. You go ahead. Um, don't do that. 
right? But, but how do they handle themselves when they get in an argument? You're not going to know that until you take time to get to a place where you guys don't agree about something. You're like, oh, okay. Man, they look good, but they ain't good, right? That's called false advertising. <laughs> Here's what I would tell you. Just because they go to church doesn't mean they're a Christian. Just because they live in, everybody in Oklahoma is a Christian. Oh, I'm Christian. What church you go to? Oh, I forgot it. Well, then you don't go to church. Shut up. I, I want to say something. I'm going to shut up. Um, I want to say something so bad. And I'm not going to. I'm not going to. I go to life church. Anyways, go ahead. Um, it's where everybody that doesn't go to church goes to church. Oh, I go to life church. Anyways, um, I love life church. Don't, don't take it the wrong way. I love life church. But that's what everybody says, right? That's what everybody says, right? No, you don't go to church. There's nothing negative about life church. You guys are doing great. They're not even watching this. Craig, I love you. Um, How would we get here? So, don't let your emotions <laughs> lead the way, right? Go slow, get to know. It's like walking into the auditorium, right? You got to let your eyes adjust to the lights, right? You got to let your senses adjust to what's reality. And when it comes to relationships, you've got to let your emotions die down so wisdom and knowledge and judgment has a way to lead you and direct your steps. The second way to avoid psychos and divas is understand standards that are tested become convictions or compromise. Standards that are tested become convictions or compromise. Man, Samson was born a Nazarite. Which means he wasn't supposed to cut his hair. He ate different. He conducted himself different. He looked different. And there was a standard that God had set for Samson to live his life by, right? There was a standard that his life looked different than the culture that he was in. Can I tell you, there is a standard God has set for your life to look different than the world that you are in. That means your dating life looks different. That means your single life looks different. That means married couple, your marriage looks different than the culture you are found and you find yourself in. And when that happens, it's like you are drawing a line in the sand saying, this is God's standard for my single life, for my dating life, for my engagement life in my married life. And when you draw that line, and when a standard is set, it's going to always be tested. And if you stick to that standard, it becomes God's conviction that is leading you through life, or it becomes your compromise that is making you go through life. And here's what I will tell you. God's conviction always brings God's blessing. Man, it is not there to hinder you. It is not there to keep you from having fun. It's there to help you, help you live that full, satisfying, rich life that he came that you might have that we talked about last week. But so many times we compromise, and what I can tell you, it is way better to live by God's convictions than your compromise. Because your compromise always leads you to regret. It's kind of like eating cheap candy, right? Like we just came out of Halloween, and some people give like cheap candy. And that's fine. Hey, hey, I don't even know what, I've never seen either one of these candies in my life. And here's what I can promise you. I'm not going to eat cheap candy. Right? Why? Because there's a lot better candy out there that I can enjoy. And cheap candy, it's it's because nobody wants it. It's always available. And you consuming it's just empty calories that don't really satisfy and really don't bring the fulfillment that you wanted in the first place. Are you following with me? Can I tell you, there's a lot of cheap candy out there in your dating life. 
Keep tracking with me. Some of you are catching up right now. Oh, they're available. There's a reason they're available. Oh, they're cheap. There's a reason they're cheap. Some of you, you are looking for satisfaction that you will never get, but there is something called a Snickers candy bar. As far as candy bars go, I'm talking a candy bar has to be a bar, okay? Can we just establish that? I'm not talking about M&Ms. I'm not talking about Reese's peanut butter cups. As far as candy bars, this may be the best candy bar ever created in God's universe. Maybe. I'm not saying, but it's up there, right? It's up there. And Snickers logo is Snickers really satisfies, right? Can I tell you, do not settle for cheap candy love. Wait for Snickers love that really satisfies your life, right? This is the world's way, and this is living it God's way. And it says this in 2 Corinthians chapter 6, verse 14 through 15. Have a Snickers, someone, right? 2 Corinthians 6, 14 through 15. Stop forming inappropriate relationships with unbelievers. Can right and wrong be partners? Can light have anything in common with darkness? Can Christ agree with the devil? Can a believer share life with an unbeliever? Here's what I would tell you. If they are lethal with you, they are lethal to you. If they are unequal with you, they are lethal to you. And this is not the time to be a missionary when it comes to your dating life. Right? But Justin, we're here to be found people that find people. Right, but not in your dating life. Because they're going to pull you down to their level. Do you know why this is such a big deal? When Paul says this, two oxen that weren't on the same level, weren't the same size, weren't the same strength, could get nothing done. In fact, if you yoke them together, if you put them together, what would happen is they would just destroy a field. And Paul's saying the same thing that is applying to those oxen is what happens if you are forming up with people that aren't believers. But Justin, they just got saved last week. That's fine, but they still aren't on your level. Well, Justin, I can't find anybody that is good looking that's a Christian. And hear me, let's, let's stop here. I'm not telling you today that you need to date only ugly people. Good Lord, life's too short for that, right? Let's be honest. God made an ugly person for that ugly person. So I'm just saying. And we all define ugly different. So here's what I would say. Here's what I always get, though. But, Justin, there's no good-looking Christian guys or girls. Can I tell you there's a lot worse things than being single? There is. We talked about this last week. There's a lot worse things than you being single. It's being yoked with somebody that you have no business being in a relationship in the first place because it becomes destructive and they become lethal to you. Don't compromise on God's standards. Don't do it. I don't care how hot she is, guys. I don't care how attractive he is, ladies. And here's the other thing I would tell you. It's really hard to find right while you're hanging out with wrong. Stop saying I can't find a good Christian guy or good Christian girls when you're never hanging out with good Christian guys or good Christian girls. You're hanging out on Tinder, on websites, at bars, and you're like, I can't find anybody. Well, I can tell you why you can't find anybody because right doesn't hang out in wrong places. So if you're going to find somebody, you got to start living right so you can find right. The third way that we avoid psychos 
And divas is don't dismiss big things as small things. Don't dismiss big things as small things. This past Monday, I had uh, toe surgery on my big left toe. I had it done on my right toe. Some of you are like, I'm grossing out already. Can you fast forward this uh, illustration? But um, I had a bone spur. They went in, cut, grinded the bone spur out and kind of grinded on my big toe bone there um, and sewed me up and I'm good to go. And here's why I had to do this. Um, It's because I was in a little bit of pain, but if I just let it go, it was going to lead to bigger problems where I was going to have to get plates put in, screws put in, um, and then I was going to have an issue instead of a problem. And me not addressing it wasn't going to help it. Me dismissing it wasn't going to make it any better. It was just only going to make the problem worse and turn into a much bigger issue that was harder to recover from. Just as this happened, goes with your Single life, your married life, your engaged life, and your married life. Married people, problems don't just go away. you got to talk about them. Not just hope they go away. Don't even just pray over them. Talk about them. Pray about them, but talk about them as well. But hear me, singles and married and engaged, there's some of you that you've got some major issues right now. You've got some problems that you're like, oh, that's not that big of a problem. Oh, no, it's that big of a problem. And don't dismiss big problems as small things because big problems turn into big issues if you don't address them here and now. Judges chapter 14, verse 16 through 20 says this. So Samson's wife came to him in tears and said, so Samson gets married. He marries the woman that looked good to him, right? This is what happens real quick. And all of a sudden, Samson tells this riddle to these guys in her village. Um, They can't solve it. They threaten to kill her and her dad and her family. And so we pick up. They're having this celebration of this marriage. Here's what's going on. So Samson's wife came to him in tears and said, you don't love me. You hate me. You've given my people a riddle, but you haven't told me the answer. And he said this, I haven't even given the answer to my father and mother. Girl, he replied, why should I tell you? So she cried whenever she was with him, and it kept up for the rest of the celebration. Some of you have dated a lady like that. At last, On the seventh day, he told her the answer because she was tormenting him with her nagging. (laughs) Then she explained the riddle to the young men. So before sunset of the seventh day, the men of the town came to Samson with their answer. What is sweeter than honey? What is stronger than a lion? And Samson replied, if you hadn't plowed with my heifer. We're talking, we're not talking they've been married 20 years. We're talking they have been married 20 minutes. And the first thing he calls his wife is a heifer. Now, I've called Casey a lot of things, but I've never said, hey, heifer. Um, It just doesn't work out. If you hadn't plowed with my heifer, you wouldn't have solved my riddle. Then the Spirit of the Lord came upon him. He went down to the town of Ashkelon, killed 30 men, took their belongings, and gave their clothing to the men who had solved his riddle. But Samson was furious about what had happened, and he went back home to live with his father and mother. So his wife was given in marriage to the man who had been Samson's best man at the wedding. That's crazy dysfunctional in all this few verses. Here's what I'm going to tell you. There are several things. First off, Samson's the psycho in this relationship, right? What happens? The first thing that something goes wrong, he starts calling her names and loses his temper. And, And listen to me. All you singles out there, all you dating people out there, all you engaged people, if the moment you have a disagreement, 
he or she loses his temper or her temper. They become furious and angry. They scare you. They start calling you names. They are not the one. Because there's a big difference. You can get angry. You can get mad. But there's a big difference between angry and mad and abusive. And for far too long, we haven't talked about this in the church. Get out and get out now. And don't look back. Don't pass go. Don't collect $200. Just keep moving on because God's got something better and someone better for you than somebody that's going to treat you that way. It's never okay for somebody to treat you that way. For married couples, hear me. If you've got that going on, you need help. And I mean that in the, in, in the gravest sense. Go get some counseling. Go get some coping skills. And don't let your emotions ruin the marriage that God has blessed you with. The Bible says this, he, who that, he that finds a wife finds a treasure. You would not treat something that you value in treasure that way. So why are you treating your wife that way, man? Come on. It's never okay. Here's the other thing. She's crazy. She is nagging him to death. She is pouting. She is whining. And some of you want to say, well, well, you know, they're just, they're a little high maintenance. Can I tell you, marriage is a magnifier, not a minimizer. And if they're naggy and they're drama now, woohoo, hold on, because it's going to be a fun ride, right? Like, go, go ahead. Like, it's going to be a blast. Here's what the Bible says. This is the Bible's words, not my words. Proverbs 21, 9, and 19. It's better to live alone in the corner of an addict than with a quarrelsome wife in a lovely home. Verse 19, it's better to live alone in the desert than with a quarrelsome, complaining wife. Proverbs 25, 24, it's better to live in a corner of an addict than with a quarrelsome wife in a lovely home. I'm like, Solomon, what's going on, bro? Proverbs 25, 15, a quarrelsome wife is as annoying as a constant dripping on a rainy day. Here's a <laughs> Joe says that because he's heard that, right? He doesn't experience that, thank God. See, amen. Here's what I would tell you. Some of you are dismissing big things as small things. Ah, oh, they're just... They just lie a little bit. They're lying right now while you're dating, while you're engaged. That's just small things that they're controlling. They're controlling you now while you're dating and you're engaged. They're just a little manipulative. They just throw a fit if they don't get their way while you're dating and you're engaged. They just keep pushing this, the physical boundaries that I, I know I had this standard and I had these convictions while you're dating, they just keep flirting with the opposite sex and saying things that they shouldn't say and doing. But, but we're just dating, and you keep dismissing small things. And hear me, these small things are really big things. And God's got somebody better for you. So he, as, as a dad today, as a pastor today, if you're having to make excuses for them now, they're not the one. They're not. They should be a benefit to your relationship with Christ instead of a hindrance. That's what God has for you. So here's the warning I'm going to leave with you, and I'm already way past my time. Who and how you date leads to who and how you marry. This is why this is such an important message. Because who and how you date leads to who and how you marry. My mom and dad, when they were 
really young married. They were even more poor than me and Casey were. They had saved all their money up. How many of you remember Crystal's Pizza? Come on, somebody. Great pizza, amazing pizza. Um, They had saved all their money up, changed all that stuff to go buy a large pepperoni pizza on a date night. And so they go to Crystal's Pizza. They order their pepperoni pizza. Crystal's makes it. They bring it to the table. My dad sets it on the table. He's like, hey, Sharon, let me go get you something to drink. She's like, hey, do you want cheese on the pizza? Sounds great. My dad goes to get the drinks. And my mom, while my dad's gone, they were sitting, I think, in the theater. You know, it's kind of hard to see. Um, She pours sugar all over the pizza instead of cheese. There's no money to go buy another pizza. It just ruined it. There's no, Crystals didn't make them another pizza. It was the 80s, baby. We were cutthroat. That's on you, sucker, right? You drop your ice cream cone, you don't get another one. Cry all you want. Anyways, you're soft. <laughs> you, it was it. Why? One, one thing led to ruining it. And I'm not trying to overblow this today. I'm not trying to make this bigger than what it is, but how you date, here's what destroyed, Delilah didn't destroy Samson's life. Samson was creating habits and making choices that led to destruction and dysfunction that destroyed his life, right? Delilah was just the person there that it ended with. He was well on his way. And some of you, you need to understand, it's not the other person's fault, It's that you're making the choices and you're creating habits now that are going to lead you to a place you never expected to be. Why? Because you get what you inspect, not what you expect. Right? You take time to get wisdom and sound judgment and knowledge. You make sure that you don't compromise your standards, but you live by God's convictions. You don't dismiss small things when they're really big things. Because you understand all three of those are creating habits and choices that are going to affect who you choose to marry and how your marriage works because you're creating habits now. You're making choices now that are either going to lead you to a marriage that is way better than the culture you find yourself living in. It looks different, and it is different because you've done it a different way. You've done it his way instead of doing it the way that culture says is okay. And if you keep creating customs and you keep creating choices and you keep creating habits in your dating life, it will always bleed into your marriage. So hear me today before it's too late. Make a change today. Make a change. It may hurt. It may be painful. But make a change today. Because that person should be leading you closer to Jesus instead of further away. Let's pray. Lord, we love you, and we thank you for today. God, this is, this is such a big message. Lord, there, your, your word says there's a way that seems right to man, but in, the way, but in the end it leads to destruction. And Lord, when it comes to our dating life, when it comes to being engaged and being single, there's a way that seems okay. It seems right. But let us understand there's a better way that you've called us to live because that way always leads to destruction. But your way, it leads to life and it leads to significance.
It leads to marriages and relationships that were built for the long haul. And Lord, that may be really hard to do now, but Lord, I pray that we would pay the short-term price for the long-term solution that we really want. Lord, I pray that as people, as single people, as dating people, as engaged people today, that we wouldn't be like Samson and be dismissive to somebody that just wants the Lord's best for our life. But today we would hear your words. And we would understand and we would take them to heart because there's a better way for us to live our life. And when we live our life based on your word and based on God's conviction, it leads us to making better decisions and better choices and building up better standards and living by your convictions that lead to fewer regrets. And that's the goal. That's the goal. Scott, I pray today that we would take this message to heart and that we would not just be hearers of your word, but we would be doers. And it's in Jesus' wonderful name I pray. Amen. We hope that you enjoyed this message. If you have any questions or want to reach out to us, you can email us at info at foundationschurch.tv or visit our website at foundationschurch.tv.